No Limit Texas Hold'em is the Cadillac of poker. You don't happen to have 8,000 bucks on you. Oh, no, no, we don't use money in heaven. Comes in pretty handy down here, Bob. Oh, you just want a million? You're making a run at it, aren't you? Rolling up a stake and going to Vegas. Welcome to episode number 17 of When the Chips Are Down podcast. From living in a van playing low stakes cash to battling in Bobby's room in Bellagio, I am Andrew Biking 19 Peeper. Delivered a scooter to my buddy's uh, son and drove that halfway across the country. Joined by my co-host and also best friend Scott. Stay wild. You know, study under me a little bit. Show you how you know the poker world works and everything. Whether you've been at tables for years or just now dipping your toe into the most complex game of the planet, this podcast should have some for you. What a poker player hasn't watched Rounders and Mike McDermott jet off to Vegas and think, man, I wish I could do that. Well, this podcast is about a guy that did, a guy that is doing, and a guy that wants to do that. So hopefully it'll provide a lot of perspective into what all being a professional poker player is and what that looks like in today's day and age. All right, rolling into let's play some cards. Don't tease me. Let's play some cards. Uh, how's, uh, how's, how's poker treating you, Scott? Yo. Poker has been, she's been fair. That, that's an okay term to use right now, I think. Fair, fair is all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've still been consistently playing quite a bit of tournaments in cash and tournaments. I, you know, I play about four a week and uh, they've been interesting. I have a side bet going on with four other people. To see who can cash, uh, not the most dollar amounts, but cash the most often. And uh, I'm ahead in that race by a good portion from three of the of the other people, and then one guy is uh, he's only like two two cashes back. Um, so I, I've been cashing often, especially this last week, but I just can't seem to get like pass third or fourth place i mean it's not i'm not really doing anything wrong you know i mean i guess if you shove queens into aces that's that's wrong but you know <laughs> uh it's, it's a hard thing not to do so but yeah i i can't complain i just wish that my caches were were bigger um but it, it's going to come around you know i i, I can't complain yeah, no, that that's that's good. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that about your your prop bet that it's it's the number of caches versus the dollar amount. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because I didn't, because I realized you know if one guy caches, let's say he 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 rarely caches and then he just bombs uh, maybe a monster tournament that week for like two grand, um, and then he wins. You know, like he he never cashes, but he wins off of that. I didn't really think that would be a great idea. So, we had all decided that uh, what would be like the most accurate representation of um, a good player was how often they you know cash, not just the score. You know how often they scored huge. Um, and I don't know if that's correct or not. That was just our decision. So, yeah. Regardless, I'm still up in both. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That makes that makes sense. I guess. Um. I would. I would have probably done it. 
for the dollar amount. Um, uh, maybe maybe you maybe you could mitigate that with a little bit of uh to kind of encourage keep people to keep playing and stuff like so that you don't have the guy who just yeah one you know say wins like two tournaments in a week and then uh is done then uh you might have however long the the period is just say have like like minimum of like five or ten caches or whatever or something that um. Uh, Negreanu has actually proposed with the bet with the World Series taking your 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 top five or top ten whatever like you just your best caches and only using those. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, this is just like a it's a, yeah just something small like against among you know friends and stuff, but. Uh, yeah, that is that 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 kind of does change it a little bit. Your potentially like change your strategy a little bit um, as it comes down to the end. Like if it's close, you know, you could be you could definitely like, be incentivized to play just a lower variance style, just trying to get them in cash. Yeah, it was. Uh, I battle between that. I actually haven't tried. I have tried to make sure I'm not doing that, just because. I mean the you know it's only <laughs> it's only a hundred dollars. So, yeah, I was, I was gonna say that's that's what you've been doing anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I, honestly, it's fucking doesn't even matter. But uh, man, I just can't I just can't run good when it really. I mean, it always matters. I can't I can't. It's hard for me to say that I'm not running good in a sense because I'm. I mean, I'm cashing as often as I am, but it's not like I'm trying to put that forward of like a a strategy of very low variance um i'm being pretty aggressive and i'm getting ahead in a lot of these uh these all-in moments but i'm either getting like i like last week i faced i think three or four all-ins at vinyl tables where i'm i was like a 80 you know 80 percent favorite or higher and i just i get cracked you know i, I shoved aces get called by ace three they flop a straight and you know just stuff like that on and on again queens versus tens and tens hit a set on the flop and it's just it's brutal but <laughs> and it sucks because it's like from it's like i'm I'm gonna cash for you know fourth or third like i pretty much got that there but these these the next jumps where the cash really really uh increases I, I'm just not winning the flips that I need to win that I'm pretty ahead of. But, you know, it's, it'll change, but that's that's fucking where it's been recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, there are certainly worse, worse, worse ways to, to run bad, but, um, yeah, I know what you mean of, yeah, just not, 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 not being able to to, to get that one or two spot where, yeah, all the, all the money is. Yeah. Yeah. For for me, um, I haven't played uh, a whole lot. I've been traveling. Um, I delivered a scooter to my buddy's uh, son and drove that halfway across the country and to Florida, and then just got back to Dallas uh, a couple days ago. Um, so I haven't really played uh, a whole lot. I did. I did end up. It's been 
uh, and then because of that, it, we've had uh, the podcast on a week-long break or so. But yeah, the, uh, I did end up playing in that in in the last podcast we did. I did talk about uh, going to play with uh, TJ Cloutier and like the home game tournament. That that was pretty. That was pretty fun. Uh, that was a cool experience. It was a little bit. Uh, I didn't cash in that. Um, I just ran like ace jack suited into aces with twelve bigs. I think pretty standard and. Um, it doesn't usually it, work out well. Yeah, no, it's not a uh, not 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 uh, about about uh, almost as good as queens and aces. <laughs> <laughs> not a good idea, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So. Yeah. That. Um. Yeah. It hasn't been a whole lot of uh, interesting stuff. Um. Yeah. Just pretty pretty normal. What I've what I have been playing, yeah, pretty normal in poker, yeah, like slightly slightly winning over the past, yeah, past couple weeks or so, nothing nothing really too uh, noteworthy. Uh, poker is changing for me, and that'll be what we talk about in the main event. So let's get into that, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the main event. So the main event, um, yeah. So I'd I'd mentioned previously on the podcast that I had a, a big announcement coming up in April, and what I originally envisioned that big announcement being was that I was April was just going to be a month to really grind hard, put in 150 to 200 hours of poker in April, and just kind of see where it goes. Uh, it's been, you know. Um, uh, fairly turbulent, like either break even or, you know, slightly winning um journey thus far and then a whole lot of life variants with the van repairs and everything going on. So it was April was just kinda kinda be uh, a sink or swim month and uh would either likely be, you know, up up a decent amount or down a decent amount and would either yeah, can um go back to work after April if it went really poorly or would yeah continue and play play in the series the summer and yeah can just uh uh would continue playing out here in Texas uh but that has changed in the past one or two weeks or so and have decided that I will be putting poker on hold for the time being for as far as here in Texas and um going to be leaving Texas and um moving back with um my mom and dad uh I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast but uh I think so but yeah my my dad has um frontal temporal dementia and it's just my mom taking care of her, him at home and working full time so um yeah so that's what I'll be doing and yeah looking to make that move fairly soon next week or so yeah, we're excited for that move. I mean, it's a lot to take in, right? I mean, it's not like a a wrench in your plans, but it definitely was not a was not the route that you were expecting at this point. Yeah, no, for sure. It's yeah, selfishly, it's 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 hard, um, definitely, and it's um, you know because I kind of felt like 
okay, like I just finally got settled here. All this crazy stuff is out of the way. The brand's brand new. There's nothing else to, <laughs> that can go wrong with that. And <laughs> I've, <laughs> and I've, you know, I've started, yeah, created a community here with my local church here. And yeah, gotten to know some some more players in the area and talking with them. And yeah, it's been it's been really good. And I really love Texas and uh, both the poker and non poker part of of being out here in Dallas. It's been really great. And but yeah, um, uh, poker in Texas. Hopefully, if the as long as the politicians aren't um, incredibly. Uh, naive uh isn't going anywhere and the time that i have with my dad is limited and we're not sure uh how long uh what that time frame really looks like or how how long this will go on and um all that he's still in pretty good shape physically um but yeah there's just been some signs uh, we we video t- chat like every week and this there's just some some stuff that's just hard to deal with um like the other week uh we were talking and he he asked me what I did for work and even though we just talked you know 5 days ago and I was telling him how it was going so uh just stuff like that that's just yeah like you hate to see it and it would really help out my mom a lot and uh take a lot of pressure off of her and and be able to help out with not with my dad just but around the house and the yard and take care you know do a lot of stuff that neither my mom or dad can do and in addition to spending more time with my dad but um but yeah that's uh yeah so yeah it wasn't my original plan but yeah just kind of like a uh a detour i guess not a not like it's yeah Stop! Stop me in my tracks, I guess. Yeah, it's just a little pivot. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, is there a where are you going to be playing? Are you going to be playing uh, online more? Is there a card room, you know, po- or casino not too far away that you might think you're going to try to put some hours in at? Yeah. Um, as yeah, as far as live poker, unfortunately, that'll take a, a back seat. Um, there's no there's no regulated poker in south carolina there is a cherokee which is the closest uh room to me and that's about an hour and a half ish away hour and a half two hours away and so it's not exactly commuting distance but definitely close enough that you know like when the the series comes through there there's a circuit stop uh, something going on uh, that, yeah, can, uh, would would be pretty easy to get up there for the for the weekend. Um, the 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 WSB circuit is coming there in uh, in May actually in the first week of May, first or second week of May for for a couple weeks. So be nice. playing in that. Yeah. So um, yeah. So be playing in that. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever series and different stops come through Cherokee, I'll be. Would be playing in those, uh, yeah. So this will definitely like increase my volume online. Um, yeah. Then uh, yeah. As far as uh, that's been like the main question of is yeah like what is was um it look like for for income like am I gonna yeah continue d- 
doing poker and content and um and continue down that road or yeah go back to to a more traditional job i mean there's uh greenville is pretty close to where my mom and dad are and that's a uh lockheed is there and as well as a bunch of other uh aviation companies and so uh you know the 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 job market there is yeah pretty good and you could probably pick up another job if i wanted to so i've decided for the time being anyway um gonna continue just yeah playing poker and kind of doing um content and the um my uh sort of like medium to long-term goal already even before i I moved out to texas was uh i'd really like to eventually like buy a small piece of land in like the franklin north carolina area and start doing like motorcycle day trips and uh you know uh guided guided trips to the mountains and uh you know trips to the to the tail of the dragon and uh just around that their area um and that's what i'd really like to do and that's it's pretty close to my parents it's in the uh in the smoky mountains and it's yeah really nice country and so this could actually like kind of uh, jump start that idea really and we could yeah kind of see how that goes it's um the business model that i have uh written up anyways seems pretty scalable and so we'll, we can kind of see how that how that goes if that gets any 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 feet uh to it but uh yeah that's what i'll be doing for as far as yeah work ah that sounds pretty good can't uh (laughs) i got a wife and one kid and another kid about to uh come out of the oven so that doesn't sound and i enjoy all of my life just so everybody you know where they jump onto me for that but yeah it sounds like i told you before you know whatever you want to do this is the best time in your life to give it a shot so if that's uh something you really want to try like and we've talked about that before about what that could look like possibly especially because both of us love to be outside in the mountains so much it sounds it just sounds like a fun time you know I, i think some of the best times in my life has been when i don't really have a plan but i feel this like really great piece about where i'm at um and just that i'm um doing the things that make me feel alive and that seems to seems to make a big difference sometimes you're you get in a situation in life where you don't you know your responsibilities come before those things that make you feel alive and you kind of have to put them on the back burner to get which what you need done and uh yeah, I think it'll be a fun, fun, a new fun adventure, honestly. Especially because you're going to get to see your, you know, your dad and your mom more. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it'll be really nice. Um, yeah, we'll, yeah, be able to spend a lot of time with them. Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to make it back up to Ohio for another football game. Uh, both my dad and I really enjoyed. That doing that last year and yeah it'll be interesting to see kind of where yeah where god leads and and all this of yeah i mean whether it ends up being yeah doing like 
another 12 or 18 month contract with Lockheed down the road, or yeah, maybe this motorcycle idea kind of takes off and, and yeah, start doing that, you know, full time or, um, yeah, uh, maybe just yeah, win a win a main event at a at a circuit. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well, um, we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, I mean it'll it'll be yeah. It'll, so it'll be different, but it'll be it'll be good and uh, kind of like the opposite of what I was doing really in the the past um uh in in twenty in twenty one and twenty two and um and you know it's only eight hours from from you and uh you know other friends in in florida and so yeah would definitely be able to make some time on the weekends and stuff to come down and spend some time with you so that'll be nice being a a little bit closer for that yeah yeah you know i'll I'll let you come in and you know study under me a little bit show you how you know the poker world works and everything (laughs) oh yeah you, you do that for me Man, I do anything for you. You just ask it, and I'll I'll be there. <laughs> uh, poker dreams a hard dream, man. It's uh, <laughs> if you get if you get to where you want to be in poker, it's only because you've worked your ass off to be there. Yeah, unless you're, unless you're, unless you're Joe, then you're just you know you're just the greatest, and there's nothing that anyone else can really do. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, you can s- somehow win base king and still win a million dollars. That's right. Uh, so, is anything exciting ha- happening in poker? Is there any fun things that you've uh, been experiencing out there in Texas? Uh, there, n- n- nothing, uh, nothing, nothing too um, crazy. It's it's kind of a, it, it's actually kind of frustrating. The um, uh something cool that that uh poker house did for easter was they had a sale for their hours going on just for just for um sunday and you could buy an unlimited time and and it was on sale for like eight dollars an hour which was a 20 percent discount for what you can buy it at the at the at the most which is two they had 200 uh, for for twenty hours, so was, you could get it down to ten hours uh, if you bought it in in blocks of twenty. Uh, yeah. So and yeah, that, but yeah, to get it down from eight dollars an hour, it was already it was already the cheapest place in town. But yeah, that that would that was uh yeah, I would have bought just like four hundred hours and <laughs> been yeah been uh yeah like to 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 take advantage of that, but uh. Yeah, instead I bought forty because I'm just here for the week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think th- I think poker in Texas has a really bright future. I mean, it's it's on the docket for the for the Texas Supreme Court for them to kind of re reword and clarify uh, how it's how it's exactly phrased in the law and. Uh, T- Texas Card House is opening up another location here in Dallas, and if it's anything, it's supposed to be even a little bit nicer than their one here, and it's supposed to have food and drink there, which the neither um, 
uh, and the one here uh, has neither of those, so that should be a nice location. And it's and it's honestly, I haven't really talked too much on this podcast about this, but it's it's honestly pretty crazy of how kind of like unknown poker is in Texas to anybody who's not in poker. Like I'll be talking to people playing pickleball or at my church and tell them that I play poker and like, Oh, do you go to Cherokee? Like Choctaw is like, everyone knows poker as like, yeah, is that, um, as I said, uh, yeah, Choctaw, which is in Oklahoma. Like the people, so many people like just walking around on the street, like is probably not aware that there's even poker in Texas that you can legally play. It's kind of crazy. Cause it's like all the poker world has been talking about for the past couple of years. I mean, not all, but it's very well known. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, that, you only do, you only play it like that if you're in Texas. That's that's kind of the going thing. Yeah, that's it's kind of kind of suck. I mean, it does suck that you have to leave, but you know, hopefully, if everything works out in the Texas Supreme Court, it could be a blueprint for other states to really start, um, you know, doing the same that same type of thing and especially over here in Florida, I feel like Florida is a, could be a really good place for them to adopt some of those ideas and some card rooms like that. Um, and places that aren't, you know, Tampa or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Gambling and, and in Florida is yeah. Interesting for, I forget exactly what it's, what the, what the law is other than I know that the Seminole tribe pretty much has like a stranglehold on uh, most of all gambling and all gaming and even uh, card even like ha- card rooms like that, huh? Yeah, yeah. The, um, uh, but I know there is there, but there's there obviously is like a loophole, not a loophole, but I mean there it's not like I know there's they they can have card rooms because they they have you know there's other card rooms like Orange City and Daytona and. Uh, yeah. several and there's a bunch there's actually a bunch in tampa and a bunch in south florida that aren't related uh, or affiliated with at all with Seminole. um but i think i'm not sure if they have to if they have to offer like horse racing in addition with it or but like, it seems like most of them most if not all of them do um there's something kind of weird that it's not yeah like it's you can't just like open up like a normal card room because like almost every card room that i know of in florida isn't just like strictly poker and nothing else there's always like something else that you can that that they're running along with it yeah i remember daytona used to have the uh they still have the dog track but i don't think they race dogs there anymore yeah they uh they outlawed it i think a few years ago hmm but yeah, I think I think it'd be uh, I think it'd be good, and, and yeah, th- yeah. As far as like yeah, the 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 future in in Texas, I think is still really strong, and yeah. If, uh, I mean, I'd really like to come back here and play full time uh, if that ends up being you know in the in the cards, as it were. Then yeah, that's awesome, and yeah, I don't I don't think I'm doing myself too big of a disservice by yeah putting that on hold for the for the time being uh i mean certainly like yeah the best time to play when poker is new is is always you know sooner rather than later but um yeah people are really bad and they're not going to get that much better (laughs) 
Yeah, there will there will always be a place for live poker. I mean, online's obviously a little different, but uh, you know, hopefully one day online will become a little bit better in the U.S. and it'll allow more players who just want to play for you know fun and recreationally to uh to get more involved and just have more more money in the pond. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like the the. Yeah, I mean, you you hear a lot that poker has gotten so much tougher, and it's it's so hard to be like lower stakes now because everyone is just so much better as opposed to you know ten years ago where people really had no clue and didn't really um, you know you know didn't, you know solvers weren't a thing and they <clears throat> you know overbetting wasn't really a thing and there was a point where like c betting was like a crazy idea of like why why are you betting the flop like you don't have anything <laughs> but it's it's um yeah like certainly like this the floor has like yeah gone up but i mean poker is just it's it's i mean we say it in the bit, intro the podcast it's it's the most complex game on the planet and it's it's legit it is and because of that like um to implement all the strategy that you need just to be like one, two live is, is kind of a lot. And you could, you could have solid, uh, you could have, you know, a solid, you know, rudimentary, um, knowledge of poker and poker theory. But if you misapply it, then you're still making massive mistakes. And I see this, all the time in hand history lounges and different Facebook pages that are just for hand histories and stuff of people just taking one concept that is good and sound theory, but then just grossly misapplying it into one hand. There's completely punting, uh, but they've yeah. But but this is this is somebody that has is trying to get better at poker. They they you know they. Not only did they write down their hand and write down their thought process, but their thought process. But then they also joined a group on Facebook, uh, specifically about trying to get better and talking strategy, and posted this hand. And they're still making all these massive mistakes. And your average player is not doing any of those things. So, <laughs> yeah, the, there's poker. Live poker will, will always be beatable. Yeah, and I'm really. Uh, I'm really starting to enjoy more of that. The more I'm I'm learning and the more I'm finding spots that are profitable that I did not see maybe six months ago that I can see now and that I am uh, learning how to apply correct strategies in these situations. It's just, it's really incredible because like you said, poker is so complex. And if you're trying to play for, for money, it really becomes in some sense even more fun and in my opinion, because you're not looking just to hit, you know, hit hands. You're you're finding these really valuable spots where um, other people at the table that might, you know, not work as hard as you aren't really recognizing, and uh, you're just applying that you know, the right amount of uh, pressure strategy at a certain rate and seeing uh, a pretty good ROI on that. And that's um, to me, that's a really good feeling. But it's really, it's quite it's just really fun, man. It's, it's, it's really fun seeing the game. It kind of reminds me, like I, I was talking to, uh, Mira, who is, uh, my wife for people out there is that 
you know, we watch a few movies with our daughter, um, like kids' movies or something like that. And now we're seeing the movie from the uh, viewpoint of a parent. And it just kind of opens up all these new avenues of the movie that I couldn't appreciate as a kid and kind of brings new life and into something that I didn't think, you know, had had anything more to, to offer than just a good time. But that's how I've been feeling about poker lately. And, uh, I think poker is, is somewhat limitless in that, in that viewpoint. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. It's yeah. It's, it's almost like, I mean, yeah. If, I mean, if you, if you enjoy problem solving then you you'll probably enjoy poker because that's that's all essentially poker is is just problem solving and it's like you know eight or nine people are other people are all at a, at the table and all trying to work the same problem and whoever does it the best wins money <laughs> usually, i mean usually like you know yeah Things go well. <laughs> not yeah. not always, but <laughs> you, you uh um yeah, you uh um uh, hope for the no, best. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, puts himself in good spots. <laughs> <laughs> Makes profitable decisions. <laughs> right. Yeah, what the rest of uh of twenty twenty three is gonna look like for me, at least yeah, like I said what the what the time frame looks like and how long I'll be in South Carolina and doing this. Um, I really have no idea. It could be fairly short and yeah, six months to a year, I guess. And then, it, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, but yeah, it could potentially be a few years or, or even longer, I guess it's, 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 it's kind of just, yeah, it's all up in the air and kind of, yeah, just seeing how things go with, uh, with everything with, not just with my dad, but, yeah, but um, yeah, as with with me as well. So, but yeah, no, a podcast isn't going anywhere. Uh, we'll still continue to to do these and get these out and uh, play and try and get better and do it for the main event for this one, I guess. The main. Love the main. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to play it one day. It's one, of my, <laughs> it's one, of, it's one of my goals, but. Uh, I guess it could still happen this year because, yeah, I might get out there for the, yeah, run a satellite or something to it. Yeah, you never know. Might bink a tournament on the circuit, become a millionaire, and you're like, hey, you know, told you. (laughs) (laughs) Never doubted it. (laughs) Never doubted it, baby. (laughs) We're on ESPN. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) The do factor. Yeah, but yeah, you you said uh, you're t- you're you're talking about to me about um some uh, some some interesting situation that had popped up in some of the tournaments that you were playing, and sort of from like a a, a game integrity standpoint and things like that. Uh, what's all going on there? Yeah, um, I play in a, a private game, and I don't I don't particularly know a lot of the people there. Um, they're all very nice, uh, for the most part. I mean, it's poker. Like I, I don't, I don't need you to be nice. I want to enjoy the game, but I'm, I'm really competitive and I'm trying to win. 
And I'm all, you know, obviously we're always trying to balance that with making the game good and enjoyable for the people there um, and for ourselves. But yeah, anyways, there, there's a guy that I've been playing with for a while who has been just running like incredible. Like I've never actually seen a guy run this good and get his money in really bad. Uh, just straight over two pairs, like calling calling off his whole stack, like 70 big blinds deep with, you know, six, six, five, and all he's got, you know, top pair on the flop versus uh, a guy re-raising him who's already raised pre-flop, whose range is basically crushing, crushing this board once he, you know, once he goes all in versus this guy and he's just rivering rivering sets and situations like that and it you know that's poker that happens like and we need it to happen for players who aren't good obviously but i i've honestly never seen anything like it um so that has always been a little like suspicious to me and not only that he's running good but he is he is finishing really deep, really often at these final tables. Some of that, to his credit, is is that he's he overplays his hand, but because he's so aggressive at the final tables, like he gets a lot of uh, he gets a lot of folds. And but my biggest problem is it's just we were playing uh, two nights ago, and we're four-handed. Uh, and one of the uh, other players at the table is, is pretty short. And he he's probably sitting 200 big blinds deep. And the three of us, me and another guy, are, are fairly even, kind of around 20 to 30 big blinds. And she's really sitting between 10 to 20. And he's directly on her uh, on her right. He's not applying any pressure to her um, his whole time forehanded, but he's kind of going after me and this other guy quite a bit, which doesn't really make sense to me if we're trying to cash pretty, you know, if he's trying to get in first. I mean, his best thing to do is to, you know, start taking out these small stacks. And it's completely going against, like, all the strategies I usually see him see him use with all his aggression. So there had been a few hands, especially, it looks like they were colluding from, from my end. And I, I don't particularly think they were after everything happened, but there was a situation where he's got the nut straight and 85% of her chip stack is in there on the river. And it just gets checked down to where she's got like five, you know, five big blinds left. And, uh, you know, at that point, like my hackles start to get raised, like what, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> um, which is a big deal because in this tournament, you know, people know forehanded, like the jumps between fourth to second are, are pretty massive. Um, yeah, sure. And then he, you know, he's saying like, if, if me and this other guy went a hand, he's not commenting, doesn't really care at all. Just quiet. You know, any hand that, you know, she scoops a blind on or anything like that, he's like, oh, nice hand, real great. Like, oh, man, I can't believe, you know, you had two pair when I had that straight. Just pretty friendly and 
you know, it seems like they're friends and they know each other. And in the back of my head, I just keep thinking, you know, if they're not colluding, then he's soft playing. But I don't know these people. And my money's at my money's at risk here. So especially at the, you know, forehanded at the final table, I don't, I don't really care if someone's friends with another guy and, you know, it's in the early stages of, you know, the rebuy period of tournaments or stuff like that, where they don't really want to get it all in right now or really attack, you know, bust their friend and, you know, where they have to leave like a meet, you know, an hour into the tournament or something, mm-hmm. which isn't a, I don't really think that's a big deal. But at the final table where we're talking like really big money jumps, I'm pretty uh, pretty suspicious. And then one of the guy, the fourth guy busts, so it's just we're all three-handed now. She's got 34K. I've got just over 90K, and he's sitting 800K deep with blinds. They were either at 6,000 or 8,000. So she mm-hmm. shoves all in on first to act. And, uh, you know, she's that's only, if it's 6,000, it's just over, it's just about six big blinds. And if it's 8,000, it's four, essentially. So it goes over to me next to act. And, uh, I got ace 10. So, I'm trying to figure out what to do here, but my suspicions are really raised about what's what's about to happen in this hand because I don't really want to shove Ace Ten into this huge into this massive stack that can just call me, and basically he should call. Like it doesn't matter what he has; he's got the possibility to knock out to help knock out somebody, and it's you know Max. It's going to cost him barely anything of his stack. Like he'll still be an eight to one favorite, no matter which one of us bust, chip yeah. chip stack wise. So I thought about folding, but I also was like, well, you know, Ace Ten's a pretty good hand considering what she's going, what she could be shoving with here. Um, but calling, you know, that many chips with only thirty four thousand chips with a ninety k stack you know, still isn't, <laughs> that's a lot of chips for me to call in that position, especially, you know, if she's, if she gets lucky and doubles up and I wanted to test this guy. So I just, I just flatted, I called cause I wanted to see what he would do. Cause if he's, if he knows anything about poker, which it seems that he does, he has to call at best. He has to call, you know, there's, yeah. if in my opinion, you know, I'm not, I'm not a GTO wizard or anything like that, but I realize if he has an opportunity to knock one player out and secure, you know, at least first or second place, he has to for that many big blinds. It just doesn't matter. But the best thing he does is that he should do is shove. And because that just puts me in a really tight spot because I've already committed so many chips and I still might be really far ahead of her range, and he could he could be shoving really wide just to put me in a really tough spot. And he doesn't do either. He he goes he goes into tank mode, so he just starts tanking for much for a lot longer than the period of time. Like he even used, he basically used like a uh, a bank. Uh, he used extra time to to think, which led me to believe he didn't have like a a bad hand. 
yeah. in my mind, if, if he's got a hand that's, you know, questionable, he, he can muck pretty easy if he just doesn't want to deal with this hand, you know, and just like whatever, they're short stacks, just let them deal with it and all kind of, you know, I'll just let it play out. But he tanks. So my hackles are really up because I'm like, why the hell is he tanking? It makes no sense that he's tanking. Yeah. So eventually, eventually he folds, which like puts me just on super high alert because there's no reason for that. Like it doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't care what anyone is saying. And, you know, she turns over a seven and, uh, she hits a seven on the flop and I don't improve. <clears throat> although I was pretty far ahead. And then I started like saying like, yo, what is like, what's going on? Like, is I, and I started like saying like, Hey, I'm, I think I'm going to report you guys. Like, this is kind of crazy. None of this shit makes sense. Like if you're not cheating, this is like really shocking because he's running, he's just running so incredibly crazy. And then to see either this soft player colluding between the two of them, just it, it especially cause I don't know either of them. And I might've been a little too aggressive about uh, my comments on that. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, I'm not going to sit there and say, uh, hey, you know, I, <laughs> just wondering, you know, are you uh, soft playing her? You know, <laughs> my money, you know, just just curious because, you know, I got a, I got some money in this and, uh, you know, I put a lot of hours in to make this final table. So, you know, I'm just just trying to be friendly and I'm not doing that. Like, like, what the fuck is going on? And uh, they didn't really take that too well. I end up busting two hands later. I, sho- I just basically had to shove into him with a pretty decent hand, and it got cracked. So she's like, she's sitting 55k deep, and he's he's north of 900k. And immediately he asks her to chop. He doesn't even play one hand with her. And I know the the payout is based off of ICM, but still, you know, he never asked me to chop three ways. And I and I don't know if he actually lost any money by doing that. He he might have lost a little bit, but probably not much. But yeah, you know, it really, and that really sent me over the edge too. And I was like, yeah, like this isn't like this isn't okay. Like, there's no reason that you should be chop, you know, chopping with her. Like, if you're trying to win, go ahead and win as much as you can. But right, yeah. So, kind of the guy who's running the tournament you know heard about all this and commented on it like hey we didn't you know there's there's no way like we could tell that there was any collusion or or anything like that and there's not really any any way for him to you know know what cards are coming next and they just kind of started talking like the guy's a really good guy and blah 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 and essentially i wrote out like why i thought i did everything i i said why i said it and i didn't get any really response from anybody except the guy who you know i called out and i apologized and said you know you know because i didn't call him a cheat but i said you know if you're not cheating this is pretty shocking and maybe i shouldn't have said that i probably wish i could have taken that back in the moment and really addressed that more deeply afterwards but yeah, he his comments were just, you know, I don't want to be called my name associated with cheat whatsoever because of the integrity that, you know, that questions. But then he goes on to say, 
but I do play different people differently, which in the context of everything that happened was saying like, basically saying I was right. Like he's trying to make sure that I bust and that she cashes. And I'm not really sure how big of a difference there is between soft playing and colluding. I mean, do you? Uh, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it, they're definitely like related. Yeah. Collision is kind of taking soft play up to like the next level, you know, where, where like soft play might be, you know, um, uh, oh, I have aces, but, uh, you know, I'm just gonna, you know, ch- limp and check it down with you or, yeah, things like that. Whereas, you know, actual collusion would kind of be doing like a little bit, not straight up what like Worm and Mike were doing in games, but, you know, like, you know, sig- sig- signaling people, you know, kicking, you know, kicking under the table or, you know, like, yeah, right. r- raising people out of pots and, and yeah, stuff like that. To, yeah, to, to really try and, yeah, kind of team up together to, you know, it doesn't, at the where like it doesn't matter you know who exactly wins the hand like you're just trying to um kind of team up and uh get other people out um yeah and that's what that felt like i mean i don't think she was doing that with him but yeah you know when you're at a table sometimes and especially online if you're at it like on a double up or something like you know there's a short stack and you guys like hey we got to get this guy out like no one has to say anything. Like we all understand what we need to do. Yeah. Um, and she started to play like that in response to what I was watching him do. Uh huh. When his response to me basically was, uh, was basically, yeah, you're right. I was doing that. I'm not going to come out and say it like that, but I was trying to make sure that she did cash and that you didn't. And I don't understand how no one went, okay, like, that's not, that's just not okay. Like, you, not at a final table where we're talking a couple hundred dollar jumps. And uh, it didn't make me feel very good because going forward when I'm at a final table with him and I, and, you know, one of the guys is his friends there, uh, I just have to question, you know, I'm going to have to play differently. My play is going to be, you know, way different. One, because he did one of these things too where he did raise me out of a, out of pre-flop like she she raised pretty big and i had a pretty premium hand and she didn't have too much behind and i had a premium ham compared to her stack that i was willing to uh to flip with her with yeah where i would have or i I would still have enough behind even if i lost but then he comes and he he comes over the top of me and he could have had a great hand i guess but it was just a really it was just really suspect. So people, you know, some of the people were asking me, he's like, well, do you think what he meant by he just plays differently against different people is that, you know, he just plays different people in different situations accordingly. I said, no, that doesn't make any sense. Like everybody does that. <laughs> yeah. like, you, you know what I mean? Like what that's, that's absolutely obvious. None of us play the same exact way against every single player. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't make sense on the face value of it, and the sure shit doesn't make any sense in the context of what happened. Right. But, you know, like we've talked about, I'm not trying to 
it's a really good game. There's no rake. They really do try to make it fun. There's a lot of soft players who are very nice and just looking to have fun. So I'm not trying to make waves, but, but, you know, on my end, I don't know these people. And when I see a guy soft playing like that and running like that, all I'm, you know, it adds up kind of like Garrett, Garrett with the the Robbie thing is, you know, she flips over Jack four and he's like, fuck is going on right now. Like this doesn't, this is not okay. And all like, just like all the evidence on that case, you know, came out and there was nothing, nothing in, you know, saying that, yeah, conclusive. But when you look at everything, you know, in a hole, you would veer on the side of something is off. Don't know what exactly that means, but something is off. And I wrote back and I basically said, you know, if me and you were playing at the table, you're my best friend. And if I ever, you know, was like, hey, what do you got over there? You know, if we're online or something and we could call each other, it's like, hey, what do you got? And your response to me is, call and find out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you show me. Yeah. For 24,000. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that, and like I, w- w- like we talked about before, when we were much younger and we, really just played for fun and the enjoyment. I don't think we considered how much work goes into, you know, trying to grind, grind out these tournaments and, and just, yeah, you know, sure. a, a small profit. But now that, right. you know, we've worked so hard, you know, for, for us, I don't know, comparatively to other, pro, you know, pros, but there's just a lack of respect and integrity that we would, that we, we won't allow happen because we understand that it's somebody else's money, it's somebody else's time, and it's really hard to, it's really hard to cash in poker in tournaments. Like it's, it's difficult. So yeah. I just wrote that, and I, and I said, you know, he's my best friend, and we would never soft play each other whatsoever because, you know, we want to uphold the integrity of this game, and so that anybody that plays with us doesn't ever is never going to be in a position where they would question what the hell was happening, because if I'm, you know. If this wasn't a really good, if there wasn't a bunch of other factors that where I would, like, you know, no rake, the game's pretty soft. If those weren't factors, and, and this was just like an online site, I wouldn't, I would stop playing there immediately. Because, one, there's no incentive for me to try to play through that. But two, like, I can't trust it anymore. It doesn't matter how small it is. Like, I can't, I can't trust that my money is going to be, you know, going to be safe. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, what all what all that looks like going forward, and if anything comes of of that. And yeah, it'll be definitely yeah, be interesting to see if any any new spots um, come up in any future final tables. Yeah, I mean, in that spot where yeah, she shoves and you call, and he's left there, and he he shouldn't shove or call like. It's not like a hundred percent. Like you shouldn't be calling like seven deuce, eight deuce, like you know, right. nine, nine, three, and stuff. But like that's still you should still be calling a lot though. Like probably folding like the bottom like fifteen, twenty percent of hands, calling majority like seventy percent, and then he could probably shove like, top twenty, top even probably top thirty percent is probably fine. So yeah. And, and he yeah, doesn't but, know that. Yeah, like, he, yeah, he doesn't right. know that. Just for a reference, like sure. we know that. 
but he is so loose and aggressive. Like I, you know, that for him, like he doesn't, he, he's not someone who is mathematic and thinks like us. Like he, she's, sure, sure. he's shoved in more spots like that, that like immediately, but go ahead. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, but, but like he's, but I, I, but I would, I would, I would concur with, with the cement that, yeah, like tanking, yeah, it shouldn't be a thing really. Like, yeah, if it's suited or connected, you call, (laughs) you you got a a face card, you call, like, it's pretty. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to cost him, you know, four or five big blinds max to make this call out of a stack of a hundred to 150 big blinds. Yeah, yeah. If 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 not shoving, calling, and just the value of knocking her out and getting heads up is really big. Yeah, it's just massive. Uh, so it, it was interesting to see because I got a little a little bit of flack from a bunch of the people that we play with because they thought I was out of line. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I gave my response to all that, no one said a word, and. You know, I don't really know what to make from that. I don't know if it's like a lot of them soft play each other and they're, you know, they thought about that where, you know, they're like, oh, are we, and maybe that was the first time they considered, hey, maybe there are some people in this game that are trying to, you know, play for money. And we actually never considered that, you know, soft playing our friends deep in the tournament might actually hurt the integrity of this game. That that was one thought, and the other thought was just maybe they maybe they thought I had a point, but they didn't they didn't feel like confident enough to to voice that point because either they know because they're friends with him, you know, because sometimes it's I don't know me and you will call each other out because we're not a bunch of yes guys to each other, and that what makes us friends. Like you know, if if I was out of line, especially in poker, and you saw that, you would come up and say like, hey. You're wrong. You're out of line. You probably should really apologize, and that's not good for the game going forward. But I, yeah, you, know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't just say nothing to me. Yeah. No. Yeah. And yeah, I've. Uh, yeah, definitely. Especially as the the longer you play, and just like the more you stuff you see, um, you know, you you kind of. I mean, for me anyway, like it 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 kind of gives you a little bit more, you know, um reason to say something if if you see things like getting out of the line and you know and this could be present itself in a variety of factors of you know people yelling at each other or you know berating each other um you know certainly like uh especially if there's like any women present or any, any you know any um anything directly directed towards women or the dealer or you know throwing cards um i mean i've i've literally like, s- stood up and yelled uh at uh you know floor at you know at you know in the se- in the middle of the season of poker room just cuz the guy was uh standing up and like i had no idea if he was going to start swinging at the at the at the guy next to him um but uh <laughs> yeah so there's um so there's yeah there's there's certainly yeah some pretty crazy scenarios and 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 yeah that you can get into in poker i mean it's already such a <laughs> an, an interesting social um environment and and the fact that yeah you're all playing you're all, you all enjoy the game and you're all trying to take each other's money 
Um, so yeah, when you combine that, especially when you combine that with, you know, with, uh, tension and money, you know, and, uh, you know, significant money to some people and alcohol at some times, yeah. Yeah, you can, you can, uh, <laughs> you can get yourself into some pretty tight spots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm grateful just to be able to get invited to this game, but, and I'm, you know, I erred on the side at the end of it. I apologized. And I, I meant that, and I just erred on the side of, I'm just gonna think that you were soft playing, maybe this money doesn't mean anything to you, and you really like to just have fun. Uh, maybe you guys are just friends. So thanks for hanging out with us this week. Review, give us five stars. Contact us at whenthechipsaredownpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm at bikeking19 on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You can email Scott directly at staywildpoker at gmail.com coming up in episode number 18 i'll hook back up with joe in vegas and see what's all going on in sin city and keep grinding guys peace